Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. It's Mr. Ryan Unshaw. Over the past two years, Oren and I have brought you stories of many great Irish people. Tales of those born here who created the foundations we still stand tall on today. Tales of those who left here in the hope of a better life or a better opportunity of survival. Tales of those who came to our island and called it home. Tales of those born thousands of miles from where their hearts belong. All of whom touched the world in many different ways. In all these differing tales, one character remained a constant. Their home, our home, our island, Ireland. This episode has been released on Christmas Day 2021. If that is the day you have chosen to listen to this episode, then I wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. Some of you will hear this tale on our island, some of you will be far from home, some in lands of heat, some in lands of snow. Some will listen in lands with different languages, some in lands with different peoples. I hope you are not grieving for your homeland today and those thinking of you as they sit down to their dinner. I hope instead you are looking forward to the year ahead and considering maybe how your name will join the thousands of other Irish who stained the world with hope, laughter, music, good crack and opportunity. If you will so oblige me today, I do not wish to tell you the story of a man or woman specifically. For today, I wish to tell you a story of our island. Fado in a land today known as Turkey, in the year 270, a child was born. His name was Nicholas. 
Nicholas was born into a family of wealthy Greek Christians who were living within the confines of the Roman Empire. From an early age, Nicholas was destined for greatness. His uncle was the Bishop of Myra and he had selected Nicholas as one of those who would join him in spreading the word of Christ. With little choice, although he did have the desire, Nicholas began to train to become a priest. It was his uncle who ultimately ordained him once his training was completed. Soon after he was ordained, Nicholas suffered the loss of his parents. He was given all of their worldly belongings, including their wealth. Uncomfortable with the idea of these riches being in his possession due to his role in life, Nicholas decided to distribute all the wealth he inherited to the people of his parish. For a single person, or perhaps a couple, the wealth could keep one comfortable for life. For the many who Nicholas shared his wealth with, for a moment life wasn't so bad after all. Some years later, Nicholas happened upon a man who had once been the owner of tremendous wealth. When Nicholas met him, he was just a simple pauper. He told Nicholas that once he was a wealthy man, but his money had all vanished due to the wicked plotting and envy of Satan. The man was unable to afford the appropriate dowries for his three daughters, meaning each was to go unmarried. As unmarried women at the time, with no prospect of employment, they were to be forced to become prostitutes in order to survive. When Nicholas heard the story from the man, he was horrified by the fates which lay before the three daughters. So as to not appear hungry for accolades and applause, in the dark of night Nicholas returned to the man and handed him a purse filled with gold coins through the window of his home. The man took this money and paid the dowry for his first daughter. Some months later, Nicholas returned twice more unannounced and handed the man two further bags of coins, saving the other two daughters from their fate. Nicholas left his home for a time and went to the Holy Land, almost being killed in a storm at sea on the way, but prayed through the night in the hope it would not take his life. He was called home to Myra, however, as his uncle, the bishop, had passed away. When Nicholas returned home, he went to the church to pray. When he did, he was chosen by the other priests of the town to take his uncle's position and become the bishop. Some years after becoming bishop, life for Nicholas became very difficult as the Roman Empire had decided to deal with the issue of the Christians, much like the Crown had to deal with the Catholic Irish in later years. Nicholas was taken, imprisoned and tortured for his beliefs. Emperor Diocletian was conducting the Great Persecution 
and the Christians under his rule became lambs to the slaughter. Nicholas managed to hold on to life long enough to be released by Emperor Constantine the Great. After his release, Nicholas focused on trying to save others. He happened upon three men who were condemned to death by the governor Eustatius. The men were known to be innocent by all outside the law and they explained their story to Nicholas. Nicholas learned through his connections that the judge had accepted a bribe in order to ensure that someone was punished for the crime the men were accused of and they just happened to be the three men selected. Much like the Irish groups, the Guildford Four and the Maguire Seven in the UK. When the men were to be executed, Nicholas appeared before the crowd, took the executioner's sword and forced it into the ground. He then released the men from their chains and publicly chastised the judge for taking the bribe. Tales of Nicholas continued. There are stories of him saving children from cannibals during the Great Famine of Myra, stealing wheat from ships as those around him starved and feeding the poor at every opportunity he got. Tales not unlike those from our famines. Many years after these stories unfolded, Nicholas died. He was placed in a grave on the small island of Gemmeler and left there to rest in peace. As Nicholas laid in rest, a proposal was made to properly honour the man of the people. It was decided that Nicholas was to be elevated to saintly status. Thus Nicholas was canonised as Saint Nicholas. About 100 years after Nicholas's death, Saint Patrick was taken to Ireland and began the Irish conversion to Christianity. Many, many years later, in the 600s, Gemmeler came under several attacks from Arab fleets, looking to take the riches of the religious orders. Similar to the Viking raids on Ireland. As they travelled and raided towns and villages, they heard tales of a saint buried on the island. They were told of a magical water which smelt of roses which leaked from the grave onto the soil on a dry day. They called it manna. The locals told the Arab attackers that they often would take this water and cure all their medical issues with it. It was used to rub on cuts and bruises to make them go away. The Arab raiders set their sights on this grave. To have it in their home with its healing powers would mean a great deal for them as they returned wounded from raids. To avoid Nicholas being disturbed, his remains were taken from Gemmeler and brought home to Myra to rest. Myra was about 25 miles from the coast, 
which offered some protection for his wrist. About 400 years later, after the Battle of Manzikert, the Byzantine Empire lost control of Myra and it fell under the rule of the Turks. In order to save the saint's grave from being pillaged, Italian sailors from Bari left their home and set off to save Nicholas. Under attack from soldiers and with many killed, the Italian sailors bravely managed to get Nicholas from his tomb and back onto a boat. From there, they brought his remains to the safety of Barry. Here, Nicholas was placed in a tomb and the Basilica of San Nicola was built above his resting place to honour him. Many, many years later, Ireland was going through its own issues with raiders as Vikings raided our coasts and brought with them little mercy. In 928 AD, an army of Vikings left their settlement in Dublin to attack their rivals in Waterford. As they travelled, they pillaged anywhere they could, leaving few survivors. As they came towards Kilkenny, they stumbled upon Dunmore Cave. Within it, they discovered the 1,000 local people who had gone to the cave to hide from the approaching Viking army. The Vikings approached them in order to capture and sell them as slaves, but as they did, the locals ran deep into the cave for safety. With it too dark to go in after them, the Vikings lit fires in an attempt to smoke them out. Those inside became consumed by the smoke and, with visibility poor anyway, they could no longer find their way out. From the cave, screaming and pleas for mercy could be heard. Soon, smoke filled every corner of the cave and nobody emerged. In 1973, the bones of those women and children were found deep in the caves. After that event, nearby in what is today Kilkenny, the Vikings decided to create their own settlement now that the locals were gone. From here they created a very strong Viking community with a new city emerging. Many years later, the Vikings began to become Christian. The Irish were mostly Christian at this point and the Vikings were looking to fit in as the communities were now mixing well. Being a warrior people, the Vikings did not let being Christians stop them from partaking in their love of bloodshed. They joined the great crusades across Europe. These were a series of religious wars between Christians and Muslims, started primarily to secure control of holy sites considered sacred by both groups. From the Kilkenny town of Newtown Jerpoint, 
two crusaders set off to join the wars for God and glory. As they fought, they entered the Italian city of Bari, where they heard of the tale of Nicholas and the miracles of his life and of the healing powers of his grave. Late in the darkness of night, the two crusaders entered Nicholas's resting place and took his remains. They placed his remains on a boat and together they sailed back to Kilkenny. When they arrived back to Newtown Jarpoint, the two crusaders explained who the remains belonged to and what the healing powers could do for their Norman armies. As a grave was being prepared for Nicholas to rest in once again, the two crusaders came down with a mysterious illness. This illness claimed both of their lives. When the grave was ready, the two crusaders and Nicholas were placed into it to rest for eternity. Today, all three remain there still. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of how St. Nicholas of Myra, or Santa Claus if you prefer, was buried in Newtown Jerpoint, County Kilkenny, Ireland. As for Newtown Jerpoint, in the 17th century the town was completely abandoned, almost overnight, and nobody knows exactly why. The music for this episode was written, performed and produced by myself, Ryan O'Halloran. The story was researched and scripted by Oren. If you want to help to support this podcast, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash we the Irish and leave us a review on your podcast app. Ryan Isanam Dom, Nolig Shana Dutt, Gurav Mahakut, Slana Nish.